what have we been looking for? What has America been looking for? America has been looking for something um, really specific. And the politicians at first feigned this and they they were pretending that they were going to do this. They're not even pretending anymore. Now they're just charting their own course. They used to tell us, hey, we're going to give you what you want. The Americans don't want socialism. Maybe 30% of America wants socialism. But that's all you hear talk about right now. And you hear talk about it because they know it's now or never. Now is the time for the final fundamental transformation of the United States. And they know that the world is about to go into chaos. And so they will further that chaos. And I think both parties in some way are furthering the chaos. However, one guy was elected to bring on chaos, and that was Donald Trump. He was elected to kick the bums out, to overturn the system, to throw the tables over in the temple and say, what kind of money changing is going on here? Now, whether he did that or not, that's up to you to decide. But he was elected because half the people are done. Well, now the Democrats say that they're done. But what they're going to do is is put somebody in that is even a bigger government person that will have even more access to corruption and more control over your life. And so Biden, I think, uh, it, it could go either way. Biden and the Democrats may have um, leaked this this you know intelligent agent who just he's got intelligence that he didn't learn on the job he learned maybe from his wife in bed or somebody around the water cooler they heard talk now they have no evidence they weren't on the call they don't have access to the call but they said that they they just knew that donald trump had threatened the ukrainian president and said you got to take down joe biden or else well there's no evidence of this but everybody is going for it but if you take both men at their words, here's what they both did. They both threatened to withhold USA because uh, US aid because of fear of corruption. That's what they both did. Biden did it for uh, the Obama administration, and Trump did it for his administration. Now, you can assign motives for each, but each deny those motives. The right will say, yeah, well, he was just trying to, Biden was just trying to get his son off because he had corruption all over. There's all kinds of corruption. And it wasn't just there. It was, it was also in China. The media said nothing on this. Oh, that's just, that's just rumor and innuendo. Really? Because it's a lot better rumor. Uh, I mean, there seems to be some pretty hard fact, uh, hard, uh, hard, fast facts here that are hard to explain other than just a wild, crazy string of uh, coincidence. And I don't believe in coincidence. Yeah, there's nothing to see here. But what Donald Trump did, we don't have any facts either, but what he did is impeachable. What America is really looking for is for people in power to be taught a lesson. For people in power to be punished for when they do something wrong. 
Now, this is manifesting itself in the parties as well. But the Democratic Party only wants it to happen when the Republicans do something wrong. And the Republicans only want it to happen when the Democrats do something wrong. But the independents, the people who may have been uh, a Democrat or a Republican their whole life, they're sick of it. They see it for what it is. Both sides are doing this. Neither side is serious about this. That's what caused the Civil War. Because they finally realized neither side is serious, neither the Democrats or the Whigs. And so a new party had to be started, one that was serious. Now, the Democrats, I think, feel that they can just wear people out. You don't want any more of this, man. Impeachment hearing after impeachment hearing. I mean, why would you when every bit of conventional wisdom says you don't want an impeachment hearing? Right before an election, because people don't want that kind of corruption. Well, they're doing it because it looks like everything is in chaos and we're not going to stop and he's not going to stop and it's only going to get worse next time. Do you want this to continue? So they're looking to wear people out and say, I just can't handle Donald Trump. I may agree with whatever, but I just can't handle anymore. I just want this to stop. And so Elizabeth Warren will be the one that'll make it stop. On the other side, there are people that say enough with corruption. I just want this to stop. I want this to stop in the media. I want this to stop in government. I want people to pay for their sins. And the Bidens never have. The Clintons never did. And I'm sick and tired of it. And that's why I want Donald Trump. But see, what we're missing here is This election is not about Donald Trump or Elizabeth Warren or Joe Biden. It's not. This election is about the end of corruption and sanity, a return to sanity. But who's giving that to us? Because here's the problem. Americans have been saying this since George Bush. We've been saying it. The right started to say it, but they meant it. The right started to say it under George W. Bush and go, well, you know what? Maybe this this war was a big mistake. Maybe maybe we made some mistakes. Hey, wait a minute. What's going on here? And then TARP. Wait a minute. What kind of game is being played? And they wanted transparency and they wanted somebody in office they could trust. Well, that's what the left was saying. Hope and change. We want somebody we can trust who's different, who can unite us all. The right wanted to be united, too. But under principles, under the Constitution. But then we started to divide ourselves. And we started to divide ourselves, really, with Clinton and Lewinsky. We, we were really divided there, and it's, it hasn't stopped. But in that time, I want to show you what has been stolen from you. The biggest heist in human history... Your time and your money has been stolen from you every time you enroll your child into a college program. Our children's future happiness is being stolen by those who preach the world is coming to an end in 10 years because of global warming. Our children's future future children Our grandchildren are being taken from us by the people who are preaching this. 
Our children's future and their future earnings are being stolen by our debt. Every time we say, I want more, our children are promised less because they will have to pay for it. Our privacy has been stolen by the NSA and then Amazon Echo and Google. Our data, our thoughts are being stolen from us. Our happiness is being stolen by comparative nature on Facebook or social media or the, the ad algorithms. Our friendships and our families have been stolen by social media and political parties. Our trust has been stolen by media, parties, politicians, and corporations. Our shared humanity is almost gone. Our constitutional rights, our, our, our understanding of the truth through scientific reason has been stolen by radicals, EDU, the media, our oil, our soil, our water, our land, the value of our gold and silver. That's being stolen by the, by the Fed. Our land is being taken by socialists, our borders and our land by extremists. Our history has been stolen from us. The reason why we're in this situation is because nobody will remind you who you are. The reason we're at each other's throats is because we don't have a common narrative anymore. Because it's been taken. And who you really are is being taken. Why are our kids killing themselves? Because they don't know who they actually are. Because we can't talk about God anymore. So you can't talk about rights, really, because rights can't come from God. And we can't talk about your intrinsic value because we can't tell you that you are actually an offspring of a heavenly father who loves you. We've lost everything. And to put it back together, we have to remember who we are. But we also should ask her, ask ourselves, who is the thief? Is the thief them? Or is it us? But perhaps before you answer that, we should answer another question. And that is, when, when in American history have we ever st- strived? strived for the idea of a them and an us when have we ever made that a goal to strengthen the them against the us or to strengthen the us against the them i can only really think of one time you might say the mccarthy era maybe but we are talking about the civil war That's the only time this has happened. Write this down. Put it in front of you at all times. Remember who you are. Nothing bad than tossing and turning all night and having to uh, fluff your pillow through the night. I, I... 
I can think of a few things that are worse, but not really. I mean, yes, concentration camps are. But, I mean, in the scale of this, that and the pillow getting hot, and then it's really hot all night. Got good news for you. You can get great discounts on my pillow and all of the my pillow products. You don't have to fluff them throughout the night. They are really a remarkable pillow. You go to mypillow.com right now and click on new radio listener specials and you're going to see some amazing offers including their buy one get one free. One pillow get the other one free with the promo code BECK. No more pillow fights at your house. You don't have to fight over the good pillow. My pillow products come with a 60-day money back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Even better, if you pre-order a copy of Mike Lindell's new book, your entire order, it's going to ship for free. So go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including buy one pillow, get the next one free. Enter promo code back or call 800-966-3117 and, and click on their great radio specials to find those specials. Don't forget, at checkout, make sure you enter the promo code back at MyPillow.com. Break for 10 seconds. You know, I, I have tried to swear off the word evil um, in the last few years, you know, because not everything is evil. Lots of things are, though, and lots of people. It's really hard to avoid the word. <laughs> I empathize with you because it's hard. They're, people don't like to hear it, maybe, but sometimes it's just flat out evil. And I don't like to say people are because I don't I don't know what they're trying to do. And they may not have evil intent, but, you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Um, but I think what's happening with the global warming thing, how this is manifesting itself uh, to where you now have kids making promises that they will never have children. I think that's evil. I think it's totally and completely evil. What what the parents did to some of these kids uh, for global warming, you listen to these kids and they are freaking out. Mm-hmm. And they're all freaking out for the same reason. I've only got 10 years to live. My yeah. future's been stolen. You guys have done this to me and there's no way out unless you do something drastic right now. And so it is, I think it is evil to, to give them that kind of uh, hysteria. And to li- ha- now they're forced to live their lives thinking that they're not going to have children and grandchildren. They're going to be lucky to ever g- just get married. And then once they do, they'll only have a few years left. And nobody has said that the world is ending in, in 12 or 11 years or whatever they're talking about. No, now. Ocasio-Cortez, but you're meaning nobody. No, is, no scientist no scientists, is saying that. No scientist. The fact, IPCC the, report didn't say that. In fact, the authors of that report say it's not happening mm-hmm. that's not what we so said why is it that all of a sudden it's totally acceptable to listen to kids say in 10 years we're all going to die and no one is correcting that no one no one feels that it's important to tell their kids that's not happening imagine the terror that these kids are living in you want to talk about do you remember there was a story uh, back during the tea party where people were saying i can't imagine uh what these people are telling their kids that there's no future the constitution is yeah. breaking down yes. remember that yeah yeah 
What do you think you're doing with your kids when you say we're all going to be dead in 10 years? Mm -hmm. The very planet we exist on is not going to be able to support life. In 10 years? Now, if people in Idaho were being swept up in killer tornadoes today and being deposited in Montana where a hurricane swept in from the Pacific, but it still maintained that strength all the way to Montana. You might start to wonder, geez, these are unprecedented things that are happening. Unprecedented things aren't happening. We do have floods. Just had one in Houston. Houston gets flooded. all. If somebody goes out to outside and spits twice, it floods in Houston. There are droughts. There are floods. There are hurricanes. But actually, most of those things are down, are down in number including tornadoes and hurricanes. It's really despicable what they're doing. And it's it's not that you're doing it to adults. It's one thing yeah. it's one thing to do it to adults. It's another. You know, I don't know how many people on the left said, "Leave my grandmother alone, Glenn Beck. You're scaring my my mother and my father and my grandparents to death. Leave them alone." Really? <laughs> because their mind is solid. They can think. Mm-hmm. You're doing this to 8, 10, 15-year-olds, and you're convincing them that there is no tomorrow. I can't think of something more evil. You are robbing our children of their future, their dreams, their happiness, their children. It's evil. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Can we talk about something a little lighter, please? Um, yes, please. I've been right. I've been watching a show called Derek, and uh, trying to get my family to watch anything together. And so far, I've got I've got three out of the four in the house. Um. But my daughter has just been so busy, she just passes out after she comes home from school. Um, Derek is this... I, I, I'm on this uh, Ricky Gervais kick lately. Um, and I don't know about him personally. I don't really care personally. Um, I just think the guy is a genius. And there's something about him that he understands... He understands the misfit. You know? He understands... And that's what America and the world is going through right now. Everybody feels like they don't belong. And they feel like they're a misfit. And he did this with The Office, uh, where it was just a collection of misfits. And you could identify through the misfits, and you'd feel a little superior. So I've been watching these Ricky Gervais um, series. I watched uh, Afterlife, which is something that you have to hold on for dear life. Uh, to make it through because you think this is a comedy because the first three episodes are are not comedy and it's a guy who lost his wife who the series picks up after like six or eight months after she's dead and he can't move on and he just loves her and he realizes there's nothing left of life the whole thing is a lie why am i even here why do i care uh, and he's very bitter and very angry. Uh, and then he realizes about the second or third episode in it. Yeah, I really don't care. So I'm just going to say whatever I want to say and I'm going to do whatever I want. Hey, drug dealer, I've never tried heroin. Heroin pretty good. 
And so you're like, mm. whoa, 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 where is this headed? And um, by the end, he redeems himself. And by the end, one of the either the I think there's 10 episodes and either like the ninth or the 10th episode. So funny. I have shown this 20 seconds to people and we've had to watch it over and over and over and over again because it's so funny. You can't you just you can't you lose your breath. It's so funny. Um, but he finds this redemptive story. So I watched Derek, and I haven't, I didn't know anything about Derek. And I started watching, I watched about two episodes, and with an exception of one character, which I cannot figure out why he's in this, this one character is an alcoholic, and he's a homeless guy, and he just talks about sex. And he is, he's horrible the way he talks about it. I mean, I really, I despise, I've never despised a character before in a show. I despise this character. Um, because I think he does. I don't understand how he fits yet. Um, however, this show is about Ricky Gervais plays a fifty-year-old uh, mentally handicapped guy. Probably has the intelligence of maybe the IQ of sixty, seventy. He plays him really well. And when I first saw this, I thought, "You are not going there, are you? You're not going to make fun." No, no, no. He does the exact opposite through this show. He works at a, he works at an old folks home, a retirement home. And, uh, he loves everybody like loves everybody. And he is so good and so kind, even around people who aren't, it is the most uplifting show I have seen in a long time, except for the guy. I warn you. There's one guy, he's an alcoholic friend. You're going to have to, you just have to be quick on the, you know, because it's like, why is this in here? Um, everything else is pure and sweet and simple. And maybe that guy is helping bring out what the rest of the world is pushing because nobody likes him except the Ricky Gervais character because he loves everybody. Um, and it is, it's so uplifting, so uplifting. I urge you, if you're looking for something, Warning. I'm always looking guy. for something. This is this Isn't is, everybody always looking for something on Netflix? Yeah. The next new big thing that you can binge on? So good. It's so good. And I just I haven't Tanya and I watched three episodes last night and I I said to her, When was the last time we watched something on television that made us feel this good? It's just mm. it's so uplifting and it's so it's true. It's just true. Is it a Netflix original? I'm not sure. I don't think so. I'm not sure. Um, how long are the episodes here? The episodes are... Uh, let me look here. The episodes are... I don't know, about 25 minutes or... Yeah, 24 minutes. So maybe it's that a That sounds British like show. it's a, maybe a network show? Yeah, maybe from a from BBC or something. Yeah. Um, but huh. it's, it's, it's really, truly brilliant. Is there one season or is it more? Three. Oh. Three. And then does, do you know if it ends? I don't know. I hate the ones that just leave you hanging. And yeah, then it's like, I have no idea. Okay, we never That's did another like thing. His, his other one was uh, was um, Afterlife. And that, I think, was made just to be one season. Mm. You know, it wraps everything up in in one season. Apparently, this was from Channel 4 in London. So it was on, it was on TV, just British TV. Yeah. It's so. really, it's really brilliant. 
It's really brilliant. Unlike anything you've seen on uh, American TV, especially now. Isn't it amazing how far the BBC has come? You remember how bad their shows used oh to be? Oh, my gosh. It was, it was Benny Hill. Yeah, it was that British kind of British TV nonsense. now is much better. It's really good. Much better. By the That's way, a rule. have you watched any German TV? No. 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 All right. Why? Should should I? I somebody told. In fact, it was Dave Rubin. When I was out with Dave Rubin, he said, "Are you watching Dark?" And I'm like, "No." <laughs> and he said, "It is. It's a. It's a freaky. It's a great show." And I said, "What's it about?" And he said, "I'm going to say time travel, but that does it such a disservice." And uh, and I was like, "Okay, a time travel thing." And I'm kind of into time travel, but I'm, I like it. Yeah. I know what to expect from time travel shows. Mm-hmm. This is not a time travel show. This is like totally reinvents that whole concept of this is there is no beginning. There is no end. And they go they go. All of the characters in it are like time travelers, but none of them know that they're all playing a role. It's I don't I haven't even figured it out. I'm in the beginning of the second season and I haven't even really figured it out yet. Mm. It is fascinating. It is. And there's something about, you know, if you want to do spooky stuff. You really have to leave it to the Germans because the Germans just have a way of of phrasing things or making pictures of things. And you're like, yeah, yeah, that's scary. Yeah, that's scary. They they know they know how to scare people. Is it in German? It's in German. You, ah. can, no, 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 you, you can you can switch it over to English. Oh, you can. You can. But yeah. then their lips don't match the words. Yeah, that's kind of hard. I yeah, watched the overdubbed. First, I watched the overdubbed f- those better than. Better than reading it. I yeah. I watched the I first watch three captions. in closed caption, and it was better because at least the lip, lips were synced, and <laughs> yeah. you could hear the, you know, because sometimes it's like, what do you mean? And their lips are still moving. You're like, okay, stop it. <laughs> I hate that. Um, but it is, it's so worth it. It's so worth it. I think somebody should make mm. this. Have it one more. Could I give you one more? Yeah. Have you watched W1A? No, I've never even heard of it. Why someone doesn't make W1A is beyond me. It is one of the funniest. In fact, I think it is the funniest comedy uh, on television. And it may only it may only appeal to people like us that are are so sick and tired of the double talk, the double speak, the insanity of the media. I don't know how they made this show, um, but they just started a third season of it, and it is brilliant. It is, mm. uh, it's, it's about the BBC and the inner workings of the BBC. How they made it for the BBC is <laughs> beyond me because it does not treat the BBC well. It just makes the BBC look like a bunch of bumbling fools. And I have I've actually mm. pitched this particular show uh, to uh, uh, production houses in Hollywood saying, make this about CNN or MSNBC. Make this about the news. Mm. It's hysterical. And it's all about how political correctness plays a role. The, the latest thing is uh, uh, they have a guy on like sports night and he's a really bad sportscaster. Really bad. Like, hey, uh, I know you've been watching this team on stuff. Yeah, they just haven't been able to play. 
Yeah, well, do you have anything else? No, not really. I mean, it's, he's a bad sportscaster, but he's a tra- he's a transvestite or a, a transsexual. Not transsexual. He just oh. cross dresses. He's a oh, cross okay. dresser. Yeah. Okay. I, I, so he's on the sports channel as a cross dresser, but they can't fire him because he's a cross dresser. <laughs> but they want to fire him not because of a cross dressing, but because he's Great. horrible. It's that kind of scenario over and over and over again that just shows mm. the insanity of the news media and what's really happening. Yeah, you wouldn't expect that. Uh, no. Is it a Netflix no. original? No, it's a BBC original. But it's on Netflix. Yeah, and okay. it's uh, it's narrated by... Um, who's the guy who played Doctor Who? Um, David Tennant. Oh. It's narrated by David Tennant. It has Hugh... What's his name? The guy was, uh, he plays the father in, um, uh, not Upstairs, Downstairs. What's that other movie that uh, just came out? Um, it's about the big English house and all of Oh, Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. Yeah. Yeah, he's in it. It's got an amazing, amazing cast. Really Have you funny. gone to Downton Abbey? Speaking I did. Speaking of which. I did. Because I know you were kind of a fan, right? Yes. At one point, at least. I am. I am a fan. I really like it. You Did, did you like the movie? I was did. Was it good? I you did. did? Yeah. Somebody asked me last night, can you go see it if you didn't watch the show? And I'm like, I have no idea. I watched the show. Were you the only person who identifies as a man in the theater? No, there were lots of men. There were lots <laughs> were of men. There? I don't there know really? how many of them were there, you know, of their own volition. <laughs> but there were lots of men there huh. that care about their wife. Huh. Yeah. It's actually a really, I, I find it interesting because of the history of it. Yeah. It really details how... How the English society just fell apart. Was this, did they take it from the end on, or was this some other part of Yeah, the... they took it from the end on. Okay. So I, I thought it was really good. Also saw uh, Ad Astra. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, I really want to see that. What's that your, looks good. What do you think that feels like? Mm. What kind of a space show would you put that up next to? Uh, the one that. Uh... Uh, the one that Matt, was it Matt Damon? No, uh, Matthew, uh, Matthew uh, McConaughey. McConaughey. Yeah. The one that he did, uh, what was that called? Interstellar. Yes. Uh, it looks to me like an and interstellar why? type. And why? And why do I think why it's that? Why do you that? think that? What part of interstellar do you think it's like that? Um, th- uh, just the general views that I've okay. seen in the vibe. Yeah. So that was much more action compared Than to this, this? one. Yeah. You're kidding. No, this is like a huh. this is like a very thinking man's movie. Really? Uh, yeah, I brought the kids to You don't to get it that from looked, the preview at all. No, you don't get that at all. Um my mm. son, my daughter fell asleep, but that's normal for her in movies. My son, 15, actually really liked it. Tanya liked it, I liked it, but it's not one of those that you walk out going, "Whoa, that was fun." Uh. It's it's a thinking man's kind of movie. Hmm. And so it's kind of like Space uh what is it? Space Odyssey 2001. Uh, 2001. Mm-hmm. It's a little like that one where there's a lot of time when you're like, "Hmm." <laughs> so you get time for contemplation. Yeah. That's great. There, it was yeah. uh, Down Abbey was faster moving than that, but not in a bad <laughs> way. Not in a bad way. You just have to That's go in not going what, you, what I would expect. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, well, 
Welcome to the program. Uh, Donald Trump made a statement at the UN, uh, and some people may have some, you know, uh, a hard time figuring it out. Uh, I don't think it's that difficult, but the press will probably run mm-hmm. with this and go, see, what, what do we say? Yeah, what he said was, I, he was speaking about all the impeachment talk. And he said, I think it's ridiculous. It's a witch hunt. That call was perfect. Couldn't have been any nicer. There was no pressure put on them whatsoever, but there was pressure put on with respect to Joe Biden. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So let me translate. I mm-hmm. think, okay, I think, I think what Donald Trump there is saying is, look, on my phone call, there was no pressure. I didn't put any pressure on them. I may have even talked to about Joe Biden, but I did not say you're not going to get the money. However, when Joe Biden was in Ukraine and he wanted somebody fired, he said, I'm not giving you the $1.8 billion until you fire him and you have until I get on the plane. The minute I get on the plane, you've lost the money. I think that's what he was saying. <laughs> okay. Maybe. Maybe. But, okay. So the pressure, he pressured them about the pressure that Joe he's Biden saying, put on he's them. He's saying, he's look, saying I Biden didn't do put anything. pressure on you. I didn't, because remember, his, his thing is, what are you talking to me about? Talk to him. Yeah. Look what he's done. Yes. Okay? So what? that's what he's doing. He's saying there was no pressure. This call went fine. But if you want to find pressure, there is pressure where <laughs> Joe Biden was concerned. Yes. It's just poorly yes. phrased. Right. And uh, if you're... I can, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. And if you... Uh, the, the problem is nobody wants to give the other side the benefit of the doubt. The right. press does not want to give Donald Trump the benefit of the doubt. So they will twist all of it. You're listening to Glenn Beck.